Welcome to Leaders and Learners. My name is Tanya McKenzie, and you can find me at the intersection of public relations and leadership. Join us as we talk to organizational leaders, elected officials, experts, authors, artists, and personalities sharing their stories, talking about how they got to where they are and how they continue to learn and lead the way. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hey guys, it's Tanya back with another dope episode of Leaders and Learners. Listen, it's been a minute, but I have something for you. I have a story for you that's going to touch your heart, mind, and soul, and hopefully your memory to bring forth someone that might be a great fit for what we're talking about today. You know, leadership is a big deal in PR and most everything that I do. It matters how people step up in times of triumph and in trial. So when things are hard, how do you rebound from them? How do you recover and not only solve problems that got you in a certain position, but make this world a better place. Make it, make sure that you are leaving it better than you got it. Today, I'm introducing you to Mr. Ian Sandler, and he's going to talk about a solution that he came up with um, to a problem that many of us have been able to acknowledge, but not bring forth solutions. So I don't want to give it all to you, but I would want him to let you know about his story and what he's doing to lead the way. So without further ado, Mr. Ian, hi, how are you? Hey, Tanya, how are you? Thank you so much for having me today. Real it's pleasure. so hard for me to not tell them everything, but <laughs> I definitely want this to be an opportunity for you to share your sure. story and how you sure. are leaving this world better than you got it. So I'm going to go ahead and turn the mic over to you, but let the people know a little bit about you and kind of... Sure what you have going on these days. Sure, thanks. Um, so it's really not me uh, is what I would start with. Um, uh, I, um, I'm a parent, like I suspect many folks out there. And um, I had one of the hardest things that anyone can ever have happen to them, which is I got a phone call in the middle of the night. Uh, my nine-year-old daughter was on her first year um away at sleepaway camp she was supposed to come home uh we had the bags packed to pick her up and and uh, me and my wife and my six-year-old son at the time and got a phone call saying um riley's not well um then i got another call saying you need to get up here um and uh, i took a four-hour uber um up to the hospital with a fellow parent who couldn't have been kinder um and unfortunately when I um, arrived at the hospital, um, my daughter Riley was gone. Um, uh, she was simply too far away from a hospital. And um, by the time uh, she had actually got in there, um, uh, she was gone. So I had to, I had to explain this to my wife who was an hour behind. Um, and uh, I spent three days with my daughter Riley uh, while she was hooked up to machines because we tried to donate as many of her organs as we could. Um, and um, during that time, we started Riley's Way. And um, Riley's Way um, is, is almost eight years old at this point. And it was born out of, uh, you know, and, and, unimaginable tragedy, but it was also born out of the fact that our nine-year-old was a special little girl. Like I'm sure many folks have special children out there. And Riley was, um, she was 
a good student, not a great student. She was a good athlete, not a great athlete. But what she was, Tanya, was she was the most incredible friend um, that anybody could ever imagine. And what she really loved doing was, um, sorry, I'm going to keep it together. It's eight years and I still, it doesn't, it doesn't get easier. Um, but um, Riley was an incredible friend and she loved bringing her friends together from different walks of life. And she was having the time of her life at, at, at sleepaway camp. And, um, you know, we, we looked to a bunch of different, we raised a lot of money. Um, people, this is every parent's track, you know, worst nightmare. And so people, the story resonated. And so we, we raised a lot of money and I got a bunch of my friends and my wife, Mackenzie friends and, and friends of Riley together. And we had to figure out what we were going to do. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate that um, uh, one of our board members who was who the, the headmaster at Riley's school, um, he really pushed us to anchor on the way Riley lived and her love of friendship. And so that, through that, we, we, we built out Riley's way. And, um, you know, what we're trying to do with Riley's way is in one respect, pretty, pretty bold. We're trying to change the world. Um, but we, we plan on doing it over many generations. And what we are aiming to do is through a series of interconnected programs to provide the scaffolding and support for the next generation of kind leaders. And so um, our goal with this is um, to be a youth-led organization. We have teens on our board. Every person we hire, all of our uh, we, we, our national program, which is our call for kindness, our teens, um, our judges, as well as participants, uh, not if they're participating, will we have them judge? Um, and we believe that, um, you know, kind leadership is needed today more than anything. Um, and I, you know, we, we could talk about the state of America, the state of the world. We could talk about politics. I mean, there are all these issues out there um, and what we believe is uh, by bringing our teens together, letting them know they're not alone um, and forging meaningful connections like Riley loved to do with her friends. Um, we have the next generation of nonprofit leaders, of future senators, of future CEOs um, and future activists. And um, our job is to get in front of as many of them as we can, raise our hands um, and, and try to help them on their journey, um, which, which, you know, the, the irony of all this, and, and, and I'll take a pause, is, you know, going through this journey and, and, and trying to create this path for our teens um, has pretty much saved my life because, um, you know, it's almost impossible when you spend eight years working with, I've got a, you know, we started from nothing and I have seven full-time staff um, who are the most unbelievable humans you could ever imagine. So you spend your time with them and with our teens and um, you can't help but um, change your disposition on life. And I've always been a glasses half full individual as was Riley, but, you know, I got so much more back and continue to from our community than anything that my wife Mackenzie and and I give into it. So, so let me pause and I'm happy to kind of go wherever you'd like. Wow. Uh, I appreciate you sharing the story. Let me clarify a couple things. This was eight sure. years ago and she was nine. So she'd be about 17 yeah. right now. She would. Getting, getting ready to graduate high school, right? She'd be, she'd, she'd be yeah, her, her, her class is about to be seniors and a, a whole host of her friends 
in addition to my friend's children, are, are, are very active participants in, in our work, which is, which is just, I, I don't even have the words to describe. I mean, one of her best friends is one of our interns right now. Um, and to have that continuity um, and to see how much her friends both love her, but also love what we're doing. And it's a way, listen, as a parent, all you really wanna do you know, in a situation like that is to not have your child go away, right? To, to, to make sure people know what a special person she was. And so I have now thousands going upon millions of people who, who know what a special little girl Riley was. Was she an only child at the time? She, she wasn't. My, my son Brody is, was six. He's now 14. Uh, we're actually in the process of, so, so we run three different programs. We run a national call for kindness campaign where we provide micro grants that, um, and have a whole cohort of leaders. So that is our core program. And then we have uh, within the tri-state area, we have uh, youth councils, um, which are really our laboratories for ideas. And then we run a series of retreats, both virtual and in person. And what's really cool where Brody goes to school at Browning, uh, that's going to end up being our first, um, our first chapter at, at a boys school. Um, so that's pretty special uh, because th this is, this is work that, that goes beyond gender. And, and even the notion of gender has become so fluid. And that, that's a, you know, that's one of the many topics that our teen, teens address with their work. What was his life like after he lost his sister? Can you express yeah. that yeah. to us? What, what he was, how his disposition changed and how you've been able to guide him? It, it, it's, it's, a, it's a very uh, poignant question, Tanya. I, 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 I've got an amazing group of friends. So, um, you know, about a month after Riley passed away, uh, we were still in shock and recovering from the immediacy of, 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 of losing Riley. And I, I ran into a very good friend of mine um, who had lost her brother when, when she was a teenager. And um, most people at this time either don't know what to say to me or, or, or have come up and are just, you know, overwhelmed with uh, grief and, 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 you know, just reaching out and saying just how unimaginably sorry they, they are. And, and my friend didn't do that. My friend almost ran up to me and she, she grabbed me and she's like, you need to make sure that you don't forget your son. Um, because one of the common side effects from this is that the parents are so torn up in grief and the, the, the statistics around what this does to families, what it does to individuals are just, just horrible. Um, but, you know, she, she had suffered from, you know, for, for many years from parents who were so stuck in their grief and the loss of their son that they basically forgot about her when, when she was growing up. And, um, and so I, I was I'm so lucky. I had this incredible group of friends and this particular friend made it, you know, really reinforced this point to me. So we, we went out of our way um, to make sure that that our son, our, our son Brody um, felt loved uh, and felt heard as he went through this. He was starting kindergarten at the time. So, you know, it took him years, I think, to 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 really come around and kind of express his views on on losing his sister. Um, you know, when you lose a child, when you, when you lose a sibling, um, 
it, it's not like there's an end date. It's just like how, how fast and how often the waves hit you. And so Brody, just like me and my wife, Mackenzie, we all, um, we all navigate life with this, with, with this loss. Um, but Brody is, um, incredibly kind, very, very sweet. Um, he's very interested in the work we do. We also, um, we have a, a, now we have a six-year-old Ruby Rye, um, who, um, you know, is now Brody's younger sister and, uh, is, is just a joy to all of us. So, um, you know, for the three of us, for Mackenzie, me and Brody, um, it's a journey we go through and, and, and quite honestly, Brody now at 14 is you're starting to see some of the, the effects of, of what he's, what he's dealt with. But I also think, uh, and I'm incredibly proud of this, that, um, he, he very much, we, we talk about Riley whenever we can. Um, I think that's one of the myths here. Like people, we, we, when you lose a child, you, you, you want to see pictures of her. You want people to talk about her. You, it's true when anybody loses anybody, you just don't want them to fully go out. So you, you hold them in your heart and, um, you know, um, Brody's on his own journey. Um, we're doing our best with him. And uh, I, I, as a 14 year old, I couldn't be prouder of him and how he's kind of managed the uh, the loss of his sister. They were incredibly close. And, you know, I'm sure he, it was his first summer alone with us. And he clearly, uh, you know, had, had to deal with a whole bunch of, of issues that uh, that we, we all do through this process. You blame yourself. There's guilt. There's There's all sorts of what if I did this? What if camp ended two days early? There are all these equations that run into your mind until you realize that, you know, we're all mortal and things do happen. And, you know, we're made up in life by how we, we handle things and, and, and how we choose to, to forge a path forward. I, I can't hear you. What did she pass from? Do you mind sharing that? I, I, I don't mind. Um, I, I mentioned that um, when she was in the hospital, uh, we made a conscious choice uh, to try to donate as many of her organs as we could. Um, and so while there was an autopsy, um, we got a pretty unsatisfactory answer, uh, which is we were told there was something called epiglottitis, which is your epiglottis. Um, uh swelling up and blocking air to 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 your brain um everybody gets vaccinated it's not something that that is common at all anymore um but we donated both of her kidneys in fact one of her kidneys went into a grandmother i i, I never understood i never realized that a nine-year-old's kidney could go into a 64 year old um but those were conscious we were told if we really wanted to get to the bottom of what happened, we should not donate her organs. But that was not even a choice for us. Riley was the most, you could never take a smile off her face. She was the most life affirming, positive mm -hmm. human I'd ever come across. And so, you know, whatever it was, it wasn't going to bring her back. And so, um, you know, the idea that we could put some, some of her into other people, um, was, was a no brainer for us. And, uh, you, you know, keep in yeah, touch I, some, yeah. do you keep Sorry. in touch with some of these people that you've donated, um, donated? Well, so, so, 
so, so there's a program, it was through a program called Donate for Life. And, uh, you know, it, it's really remarkable. Um, we, we did exchange letters back and forth with one of uh, the, the grandmother um, who told us about this. And um, yeah, like I said, it, it's, it's beautiful that she holds Riley's kidney. We had hoped that more of our of her organs would go to other people, but people honestly, because we really didn't know what happened to her, we really there there wasn't an ability to put more than her kidneys in, into anyone else, and so uh, it was it was very meaningful um, to to see who this went to, uh, and to know that there's there's some part of her inside somebody else. So let's talk about this organization you started in your daughter's sure. name. Now, I absolutely love the fact that there is an opportunity for young people to do more and make things happen that are bigger than themselves. This is something that I get often. Women will call, uh, email or write and work with me because they want to hold a leadership position, whether it be in their community, uh, a job or politics. And they always start with, uh, I don't see myself as someone that can win, or I don't see myself as a leader, or yeah. I don't think yeah. I'm qualified. And these are grown people, grown, accomplished yeah. people, many of them, multiple degrees, and they still don't see themselves as a leader or as someone that can win an election. And when we start talking about all the things that make them more qualified than probably the people holding those positions at that time, it's crazy to me how almost overqualified they are. And sure. you have an organization now where you are helping young people do what old people can't even do. So let's talk about how they come to you and how sure. you get them to recognize that thing inside of them that at the end of the day can change the world. Sure. Um, so it, it, it starts with our, the first program that we started doing with our teens, which is our Riley's Way Council. So um, we went uh, to a, a, an amazing group of schools uh, called the Young Women's Leadership Network. It's now called Student Leadership Network. These are um, a bunch of schools uh, in the tri-state area uh, that, that Ann Tish had started a little bit over 20 years ago that were modeled after some of the the private um, uh, independent schools in New York City, but were intended for first generation students, uh, students of, of low, lower income. And, um, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to have a board member who uh, who knew some of the senior folks there. And so I went um, over to the Young Women's Leadership Network to, to my friend and now board member, Laura Rebel Gross. And she's very used to people like me or who look like me coming and, and, and donating money. Um, and I came and I said, I have this idea. I want to take, Riley went to school at Nightingale Bamford. And I said, I want to I want to take these students from Nightingale Bamford. And at the time, the first school we approached was the Young Women's Leadership School in East Harlem. And I said, I want to put them together. Um, students who maybe would meet each other on a college campus, but may never meet each other um, and put them together and give them opportunities to lead and to give them the scaffolding and support to figure out what breaks their heart and to actually put some real dollars um, for them to spend uh, to try to make some meaningful change. Um, 
that was a really good meeting. Um, and uh, what came out of that is we now have um, four of these um, uh, relationships um, between them. Yeah. So, um, and it, it's what I'm so proud of is that our students um, were dealing with issues like um, the impact of mass incarceration on families well before the murder of George Floyd, right? So, so well before the greatest social justice movement we've seen in the last 50, 60 years, our teens were, set, were, were busy meeting with families where you had individuals who, who found themselves in prison and were coming back out and really addressing what those impacts were. Like these are not coming and taking like little topics and our students really went to the heart of core issues. Um, and um, what's amazing is we have applications on whenever we have our councils to apply. And what we do is we go to our teachers and, and within the network and um, we ask them to figure out who would be the right participants and encourage them to apply. Um, and the journey that we see these students from ninth grade to 12th grade go on is, is nothing short of remarkable. So we, we had a retreat uh, up here um, last week. And like we do with everything, we didn't just bring board members. We had, we had representatives from um, our, 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 our board, which is uh, from our student group. And one of the members uh, was a student who started in our councils, was relatively quiet, she found her voice and she took one step into another. And by the time she was a senior, um, she was the, 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 you know, effectively the leader of that chapter group. And, and she talks about the work she was able to do as really as transformative uh, a journey as she found and it encouraged her to build her own nonprofit. Um, and, what, what's amazing to me, and you were you were you were hitting on it, Tanya, is our model is we really focus on meaningful connections and kind leadership, and so I think there's this stereotype that leaders are these bombastic, um, larger than life, don't really tell the truth, but they speak loudly, and maybe I'm talking about a former president, maybe I'm not, um, and they just um, but. To me, that's not what leadership is. To me, leadership is vulnerability. It, leadership is having the ability to listen and gather and to understand everybody within your group and to bring folks together and to do that empathetically. One of the so I I remember right from the beginning going and sitting and, and watching these councils in the, the, the first years of them. And um, one of the coolest things I, I saw when, when our teens were talking together is they picked up this this yes end right so you know you would talk tanya and you would have a great idea and they and and somebody would would snap and say yes end. and like just that that whole notion that like i'm gonna take your idea and i'm gonna build on it right to me that 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 says so much as opposed to people being like no i disagree like or like no it's just the opposite it's how can we build how can we take in this instance, it's it's 12 or 14 amazing high school students. How can we take their collective voices 
and the things that break their hearts, food insecurity became a really important topic as we went through the pandemic. And it's just amazing to see the work that our teams did. But it's by working together and solving these issues and, and, and figuring out how to work as a group. And, and by this work, what we're seeing is as now our students are, are going off to college or coming back afterwards, that they, to your point, they, they found their voice and whether they want to go into the nonprofit space or they want to be activists or they want to, and please, we need this. We need some of our amazing young people to actually get into government and to, to effectuate real change, right? But what we try to encourage is, is leadership and this ability to, to really encompass service in everything you do. And, and so if you choose to be, try to become a CEO of a Fortune 500 company, great. But remember your roots and pay it forward and make sure that you're creating that path for folks who, who, who are, are coming after you, right? And, and so just continuing to lay that foundation and almost everything we get doesn't come from me or my board. A lot of it does come from our amazing, amazing staff who are just, you, you met a couple of them, you met, uh, Shonda and, and Christine, Dr. O'Connell, who's our ED. Um, you know, I, I've had some, some of my, my team's been with me for seven years, right? We've only been doing this for eight and, and we've had almost no turnover. These are just incredible people, but almost everything that actually gets done, almost all like our call for kindness came out of our youth council saying, we love what we're doing in New York City. What if we could do some of these projects and do it on a national basis? and then create a cohort group and then get people together. So like everything comes from our youth and all we're doing, it, it, it sounds simple because it kind of is, is we're getting them together. We're, 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 get, we're, we're encouraging them to listen to adults and to each other, but we're really just giving them the opportunity to connect with each other, just like Riley wanted to do with her friends, to connect with one another, to do yes ends, and to have that be the formation of their own individual journeys. And so you the taught thing me I'm, something. Yeah. Yeah. You sorry. taught me something. I I often say people don't listen to hear, they listen to respond. They listen to mm -hmm. rebut. Yes, and is they listen to include, they listen to increase awareness, increase the positive effects, increase the work that we can do. I'm going to take your idea and build on it, not block what you're saying, not rebut what you're saying. So the way that you teach that, that technique, what is that? Like, because I think there might be some adults that could use that too. So what is that thing that you teach the and, um, and how did, how have it been tough? Like, is that a tough transition or because they are kids, you know, they pick it up rather, rather quickly. So, so, let, so let, let me start with this. The, the, the first programs that we started with was we started with third and fourth graders where we're going to inner city schools. And I, I had a, a wonderful teacher um, from one of our, our schools we were working with who came up to me really early on in the journey and I, I, I don't know what it is. I get a lot of people who almost want to grab me. So she's she pretty, pretty close to grabbing me. And she's like, I'm so sorry about your daughter. Um, and I love what you're trying to do. She's like, but you need to be very careful here. You need to understand that, that you're not teaching students kindness. 
right? Th this exists in, in all, of, all of our kids that you're gonna try to figure out ways to, to, to draw it out of them. And some of them it's present in spades and they live it every day. And some of them we have to work on it. And I, and I really wanna stress that in the question you asked Tanya, the, the yes end wasn't something we came up with as part of Riley's Way curriculum. The yes end was the way that our teens interacted, the way that they fostered this environment of inclusivity. So, so much of what we do, I, I, I'd like to tell you, you know, we have all these incredible ideas and we came up with this magic formula, but it, it's not true. What we've done is we've created a safe space for amazing kind change makers to get together, whether that's on a tri-state area, whether that's on a national area, whether it's virtual or we do our own, we actually run in-person retreats at the camp where Riley was, um, which is incredible, incredibly meaningful and special. Um, but in all these instances, we talk, I tell my story, I tell what we do, Christine, Dr. O'Connell and, and our staff lead folks on exercises, but we, we're very careful here. Our goal is not to teach. Our goal is to get folks together and to connect and to let the magic happen and then to give the, 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 the fuel for that. So we don't just run a call for kindness and give a micro grant, but for those who wanna continue, we run continuation grants. We don't just run these programs up until when our, our teens go to, to high school. Now we're going to expand it to college and we track all of them. And when they're finished with college, we want to know where they're going. And if they want to go out into the world and run for Congress, we, we were lucky enough to have uh, Crystal Hudson, who's just an amazing Congresswoman um, to, who, who we got a chance to speak with at one of our networking events and exposed to our teens. My job, our job is to take amazing people, have them interact with our teens. Hopefully our teens pick something up out of it. But I wanna be very clear. I, that, that, that teacher at my first year of doing this, she, she set me straight properly. Our job is we're not teaching. We are very clearly pulling out the magic and letting that happen. And we're the ones who are learning. I've learned more over eight years with with my teens and my community than I have in the 40 years beforehand, no doubt. Well, like I said, you, you've taught me and it's only been 30 minutes. So <laughs> I want you to let the people know though, because I know there's people watching, there's people that will can watch and, and listen later and all that cool sure. stuff. They're going to say, how do I get in touch with him? How do I keep in touch with this program, how can we expand sure. this program to where I am and to where my kids are at? Talk to the sure. people about what next steps look like for getting in contact with you, staying in contact and supporting sure. Riley's way. Yep, it's super easy. Um, so uh, our website is rileysway.org. Um, so that's the easiest way to check us out, understand our programs, um, and one of the best things you can do um, is to let amazing teens in your world um, know about our programs and, and reach out to us, whether they want to apply for the call for kindness, whether they want to think about coming to one of our virtual networking events uh, or an in-person retreat, or whether they want to think about starting a chapter in their own schools. Um, we are uh, Instagram. Uh, my, I've 
we're, we're youth led. And so um, my, my amazing team does a great job. So we're, we're at Riley's Way Foundation. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, same thing on Facebook. Uh, Twitter is at Riley's Way FDN. Um, but really the easiest way is Riley'sWay.org. And um, anybody can support what we're doing. If, if this resonates with you, um, take a look at our work. Try to try to you know find a couple of folks in your world who you think would be interesting and would like to 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 learn more about the work we do. Um, we take uh, we've had just an incredible outpouring of donations and support. Um, it, it's less about the dollar amount than finding new people who want to support us. So you know even a dollar, just knowing that somebody saw what we were doing and it moved them enough we 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 are very cognizant of the fact that um you know we're, we're we're in uncertain economic times so anybody who um feels like that's the way they want to support is great but you know the best thing you can do quite honestly is just just join our community get attached to our newsletter so there's an ability to do that on our website and just see what we're doing and then then get teens in your your orbit to know about us because that's all which we're, we're just going like this we're just like listen our i mean so i'm i'm a crazy human um i don't have a moderation button um and so my dreams for for riley's way i always i beg my team to to dream big like whoever the most impressive speaker they want whatever the craziest program they want to go to wherever they think they want us to be you know, that's my goal. My goal is in the same way that people think about Teach for America or the Peace Corps, that they'll think about our Riley's Way um, participants as really the, 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 the teen kind ambassadors. And so we're, 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 we're building a movement and we're eight years in and the goal is it outlasts me and you and, 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 and everybody. Um, and, and it just keeps cycling because this is unfortunately the work we're doing each day becomes more important. And, and I'd love to get to a point where that's not the case. And I think our teams are going to be the ones who fix it. I love that you are building a movement and you are also building a legacy for your daughter. And that in itself, sir, is amazing. So I want to thank you for being here and let you guys know that the, in the captions, we'll have all of the ways to contact him and talk about Riley's way and how you can participate or help expand the program because I definitely think waving your arms in the air brings people like us into your orbit and I would love to see this legacy extended far beyond the east coast I'm a little salty about that but we'll fix that so with that being said thank you so much for spending time with us for opening your heart and opening up about something that was so important important to you. And, uh, you know, you're in my heart, you're in my prayers and definitely on my mind in regards to how we go ahead and expand Riley's way and how we can all work together to um, continue that legacy. So thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Tanya. It, it was it was so nice to speak to you and, and, and really just, just thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak to, to you and your community. It means a lot. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Enjoy the rest of your day. All right, guys, um, you heard it here. All the information will be down in the captions. I want you to take the time to get connected on um, the newsletter and everything that they're doing. I know y'all know some kids out there 
that are mouthy and opinionated and not sure what to do with it, that's leadership, right? It's, it's someone telling them you have the ability to change the world with your thought leadership, how you think about things, how you solve problems, how you bring people together. He shared with you some pretty sentimental moments about his daughter and how she loves bringing people together of different backgrounds. And some of the things he talked about was very important. Some of the kids that come from the backgrounds they do, many times not sure what, you know, what their worth is, but we know they are the future. So identify those young people around you, make sure that they become a part of, if nothing else, the newsletter. But I have a feeling there's an opportunity to really expand Riley's memory and her legacy through this organization and probably um, some young people that didn't even know about it before. So you be the change and you bring them uh, into this circle because knowledge is power. And now that you know, you can't say you didn't know and what are you gonna do with it? So thank you guys for being here as always. You know, you can always find me at Tanya McKenzie PR or Sand and Shores. And if you have a guest that you think is leading the way, send them to me. You know, we love talking to people and finding out the story behind the story. So until next time, take it easy.